Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode is Netflix's 214th film of 2020. It's the action comedy Spencer Confidential, directed by Peter Berg. It stars Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, Alan Arkin, Eliza Schlesinger, Bakeem Woodbine, Donald Camone, Mark Moron, and Post Malone. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with MJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be back. Um, I have been... When this movie first came out, do you remember, Jesse, when the... Um, and the first lockdown, first lockdown, when basically 2020, when the pandemic hit hard and, and we did our um, we did our bracket uh, of the best Netflix original movie. This was kind of like, this sort of just come out. So when we did our bracket, it's basically like every movie um, prior to this movie. And I remember it came out thinking like, oh, I kind of really want to see this, but uh, I'll wait until we do it. But here <laughs> we are in, no- in November 2022 and we're doing it. Yeah, I've. I remember when it came out too, um, and I was kind of, I think I said this at the end of last week, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, watching them. I was exactly the same. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it soon. Um, we'll get to yeah, it. <laughs> two and a half years later, we're there. <laughs> yeah, if only it was two and a half years later from the movies that are coming out now. Wow, yeah. We're slowly losing time, or quickly losing time. Uh, but we do start <laughs> off with our past weeks, where we do a quick little summary of uh, what the film's all about. Before we do that, we're going to spoil this film. So if you haven't seen Spend the Confidential yet, give us a pause, come back later, and MJ is going to give us his fast flicks. My fast flicks, um, I have to be honest with you, it's, it's two sentences. I just Ooh. felt like there was there was two things I needed to mention here that, that are relevant to trying to pitch this movie. So I've gone with a cop who's just finished a stint in jail, starts to look into the fresh details of a murder that happened the night he got released which is no easy task when the entire police force wants his head. There's two parts of this story that I, I couldn't leave them both out. So, Good. My I, uh, I think I tried to cover the two, same two things off because, yeah, there's the two things in this film. So I'm just saying <laughs> a, a disgraced cop can't give up the chase and tries to make the force clean. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. And he shouldn't be disgraced. That's what I like about it. He did the right thing. True, anyway, but he is, he is unfortunately. Um, well, let, let's get into it and talk about how this film ended up on Netflix and what you found out about it. Considering this is a, a Peter Berg film starring Mark Wahlberg and was a you know pretty decently sized release for Netflix, I actually haven't got a heap of information on it, to be perfectly honest. So um, the film itself was originally titled Wonderland, uh, which is a key component of the film. Probably a good call, but they didn't do that because you would have spent 75% of the movie wondering where Wonderland comes in. Um, so good change. Uh, that was back in, in, in 2018. That's when we first heard about it. That's when the majority of the cast was first announced. And, and then they began began filming later that year. So late 2018 in Boston, they were filming this. And then I just I don't know much else about how it sort of came to Netflix, but it did come to Netflix uh, as an original. I don't know if they were on board prior to filming or they picked it up later, but it released on Netflix on the 6th of March, 2020. Um, in terms of a little press release that they had um, in, in April, so a month later, discussing Netflix discussing their, their quarterly business data, they reported that 85 million households had watched the film over the first six weeks. And then later that year in November, Variety, I don't know where Variety get their data from, but um, I'd like to hear more about this kind of stuff. But they reported that the film was the 21st most watched straight to streaming service, t- sorry, straight to streaming title of 2022 up to that <laughs> point. That doesn't feel 
that doesn't feel like a, like the, the fact that there's 20 films before that in 2020. But um, yeah, I'd like to know. I'd like to know that every single year if they could release that data. What are the most watched trend films? Um, Didn't even crack the 20. Though. It got announced. <laughs> yeah, I know. It got announced on September of that same year. So this is you know over two years ago now that this got announced that they were going. There were there's a sequel in development with with Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg both returning. I haven't found much since that to to get any more excited about that. Obviously, the the film leaves with a unashamedly open <laughs> opening for them to do another one. But um, yeah, I, I guess they'll weigh it all up. Good. Yeah, I guess the only other context um, is that it's based on a novel from 2013. Uh, Robert B. Barker's Wonderland, um, and then. Um, itself is a continuation of these same characters from a detective TV show, um, which was called Spencer. Um, and also, I'm sorry, it's a detective series. And then the TV show was called um, Spencer for Hire, which I hadn't seen, hadn't heard of, but um, had a couple of seasons, which is interesting. So it was, was this based. Was this TV show, was the book based on the TV show? I, had a, I, I saw those dates as well and they didn't... Yeah, so it was a detective series early on, and then they made a TV show. It was, whether it was, it was between the 60s and 80s or whatever it was, they made a TV show, and then someone made yeah. a novel in 2013 based on these characters, and then this based film is, a, is the version of the 2013 version. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Um, tagline, did you see the tagline for this one? No. no. The tagline for this one was two sentences as well, so they're like two sentences. It was... <laughs> <laughs> The law has limits. They don't. That's not like but the film that's the film. The film is pretty pretty corny and it's yeah, I, I'm all right with it. I'll give, right, I'll give it a good. pass. <laughs> um and the translations around the world. So in Brazil this was called double change. In the Czech, it was called Justice According to Spencer. In Hungarian, it was Spencer in Pursuit of the Truth. And in Taiwan, it was Spencer's secret mission. So uh, good little changes there uh, across the world. Justice according to Spencer. I'm all right with that. Mm, not bad. It's not bad at all. It was nominated for two awards, this film. Uh, Best Actress oh. in an Action Movie for Eliza Schlesinger at the Critics' Choice Super Awards. And for favorite, yeah, and for favorite male movie star for Mark Wahlberg at the People's Choice Awards. Um, and he lost to Will Smith for Bad Boys for Life in that one. So... Um, People's Choice Awards. I mean, this is the popularity contest, regardless yeah, of this actual film. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves Mark Wahlberg. I love Mark Wahlberg. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, it was filmed in Massachusetts. Hit Netflix on the 6th of March 2020, as you mentioned before. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? IMDb has it at 6.2 out of 10, and that's off 89,000 ratings. Letterboxd is a lot less interested in it. They're at 2.5 out of 5. Only 41,000 ratings there. I, I did check it was watched by 58,000 people. It has been watched by 58,000 people on Letterboxd to date. I actually thought those numbers would be a little bit higher, to be honest. Yeah, Not the close. ratings numbers, the, the watch numbers. numbers. Yeah. Watch numbers, yeah. They're, they're very cl- and this is a lot closer than last time when we looked at it. But, you know, it's only an extra 18,000 or so people. I think last time was like 40,000 know, extra people that actually watched it and not logged. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, no, this is this is a bad one. Thirty six percent rotten on eighty five reviews. So very very rotten. This one, uh, yeah, audience right. a little bit higher, but still not a pass mark. Well, on a rotten tomato scale, it says a fifty one percent, and that's on more than a thousand ratings. So 
uh, okay. not well received by many people apart from your IMDb's where it's it's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. This is this is an IMDb kind of movie, right? Good. Well, are you with IMDb? What are your early thoughts? I think I I totally get it. Like I get where the um where the critics are coming from because like this movie was pretty ordinary. It's very. Eh, I didn't know actually going into this film there's a Peter Berg film, and like. If you had told me midway through the film, I thought it was a Peter Berg film. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it just didn't feel. It just felt really cringy um, at so many times. But I, I must admit, I did. I did enjoy it enough. Like, I could barely think of anything about it that I that I liked, and it nearly went for two hours. <laughs> but I just sat there and I, I watched it, and I was kind of happy with it all. I, I guess it's like the Wahlberg effect. Um, I like Winston Duke. Like, maybe it's just things like that. It was just. It's, it was comfy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of hard. Yeah, oh, this was fun. I, I enjoyed being along for the ride, and it was exactly what you expect in this type of film. You don't, you don't expect it to be, you know, a real deep, meaningful film with you know really great emotional scenes or performances that you know are going for award. This is this is that type of sit back, relax on a on an Arvo and enjoy a bit of fun. And mm. I thought it was fun. Yeah, that's fair. I guess it just, it wasn't that, the action wasn't that good. The comedy wasn't that good. It like, it didn't really yeah. do either of them well, but it was still fine. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I guess we're going to talk about characters now, but uh, it's probably hard to really pull too much out of any of these characters. Um, start us off. Take it away. So Spencer, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I can give you, and this is this is. I have to assume this is all like Mark Warburg had to work with. This was the dossier that he got. So, like, hey, what's, what's my character? What's he like? I reckon they've written. He's a reckless dude with good morals, like really good morals, like risk your own <laughs> life kind of morals. <laughs> he's also a smart ass. He doesn't really make friends very easily. He's not afraid to shy away from a fight, and he can really take a punch. That's that's kind of that's kind of all I got. Yeah, no, I, I think I've got exactly the same things, just in different words. Like, as you said, he's a man of justice and right, and he, and he doesn't necessarily go about it the right way, um, doesn't know when to walk away, and he often doesn't think through what he's doing or his actions. He, he's got a kind heart. We say that through his dog, um, Pearl, but incapable of intimacy, yeah. um, seen through Sissy. But he, he does look out for kids. We see that. He knows his mum did it hard, and he doesn't want other kids to have to go through what he did. So he's done that time in prison. Um, you know, he's told to get out of Boston, but clearly... And obviously, this is a thing we see with some of his characters. He's a Boston man through and through. Um, even if he's planning on driving trucks and then going to Arizona, he's, he's not leaving Boston. <laughs> I just, I love how many times they actually, no, I'll get to it in scenes. I'll get to it in scenes. Um, let's, let's chat about, let's chat about Big Hawk. I think, I think I officially love Winston Duke. Like, I, I, I kind of, I've always liked him. And the more I see him, I'm like, I'm super into this guy. I think he's great. Um, he's in us. <laughs> his character. Yeah, he was he's in us. Not, and yeah, like, yeah. I think every role I've seen him in is so different, um, mm. which is credit to him. I feel like there is this whole backstory to Hawk that we missed. Um, like there was a reason for his aloofness and I, I guess his similar strong moral code that he had to Spencer. And whilst I'm totally okay with the character feeling like he exists beyond this film, that's fine. Um, I think I just liked him so much that I wanted to know more. I just want to learn more about this guy. He's a cool dude. And I guess if they do have a sequel, maybe they'll lean more into that. Um, but, but yeah, uh, just, he was, I was just kind of into him the whole time. Yeah. It's just literally like this big guy who's trying to right his wrongs. Um, and obviously 
this aggression that he feels is trying to get out through his MMA or whatever it is. And that's, that's all you really get from him. And I agree. I think, um, yeah, possibly sequel will cover more about his backstory. Yeah. Especially now that Winston Duke's got a bigger name, um, they can lean on that a little bit more. This is, you know, this is a Mark Wahlberg movie. So, yeah. Um, I've written down Henry just because he kind of appears next. He feels like the next main character, but I, I got nothing about him. He's, yep. he's a good friend. Seems like a pretty loyal dude. And uh, that's where it ends. <laughs> yep, just straight down the line guy. He's uh, happy to put his neck out on the line to support yep. those that are trying to transition back into life. Um, and then the only other one I've really said I had anything about was Sissy. <laughs> I, I want to hear what you... I like. I, I never thought of her as a main character. And then she kind of like popped up as a main character at the end. But it just felt like she was just pure comic relief. Yeah. Uh, which was like, fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I reckon um, she, was, she was the real humour in the film, really, when everything yeah. else that was trying to be humorous didn't work. And I think what I liked about the character was that, and this is probably more through the performance, was that the reactions to everything seemed really, like, fluent and it wasn't, like, really put on. Um, and a lot of the dialogue that was trying to be humorous seemed a little bit stale or a little bit rehearsed, whereas her reactions to what was going on seemed, you know, realistic. So I, I think I liked that side of the humour. That's a good point because I, I imagine reading her dialogue, that could have really fallen flat so easily. So um, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about Peter Berg, the director. What have you got about Peter, Peter Berg? Berg? Yeah. I think you mainly came onto the scene pretty heavily as an executive producer on Friday Night Lights TV show. But then he's obviously had his little love affair with Mark Wahlberg with all the films they've done together. But I mean, Peter Berg is. Deepwater Horizon, Lone Survivor, Patriot's Day, Battleship, Mile 22, Hancock. Like He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, not a lot of um, like comedy type stuff to it either. So it feels yeah. like a slightly different kind of venture for him. I mean, Hancock's got a little bit of it. Yeah. Well, this is his fifth film with Wahlberg. Um, done a few music video clips. I mean, he's got 53 producer credits, 54 acting credits, and 31 directing credits. So a bit of everything, really. Um, so a big name for Netflix, really, to have. With yeah, I agree. I think acting yeah. credits, because he was in this film. I'm just trying to think what I read that he was like a voice yeah. on a on a phone call or a radio announcement or something. <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. I would uh, so do but, that kind of stuff if I was a director. I would just like do like a random like not like M Night Shyamalan where you like just pump yourself into a full scene. I would just do like funny little voiceovers or like be the guy on radio. That's okay. the way to do it. Good. Um, all right, let's talk about some scenes. What did you enjoy in this? Yeah, this was kind of hard because I didn't particularly enjoy or dislike much of this film. Um, but I did like, I liked the opening fight scene in jail. And I think I liked most of the fight where Mark Wahlberg just got himself into a fight. <laughs> a, because they set you up so nicely with that opening fight scene. Like, this guy can fight, man. He can, he can take anyone. He takes on like three or four thugs in jail, the big dudes. And, you know, basically comes out on top. I know it's not clear that he was going to win that fight but he you know he comes out and then the next sort of fight you see him in is in the bathroom and i just love that he gets his ass kicked but like he's so he's so happy to just jump into it and, and have a crack i just love i love that about his character i think it worked out really well like he got his ass kicked so many times in this movie but then you still kind of know he's a decent fighter um yeah i don't know why but that stuff that stuff was cool um the only other thing that i did really have is i liked 
I don't know if it's the whole scene or just a portion of the scene, but I liked how much the killing of the cat in that story bothered Hawk. <laughs> I love that he just kept drawing on that. Like, you yeah. know what kind of guy kills a cat and he draws the cat on the car? Like, that's that really worked for me. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought I had that as well. The, the scratching of the cat on the car, just he was fully in just because this guy was bad to cats. I thought that was good. That was funny. Um, a couple of a couple of little bits, like, like the bar scene. To, as they walk into the bar, like the Red Sox are playing on the, the TV and they've got the Sweet Caroline, which is their famous song they do. And I just really like the transition that we spoke about. We spoke about the fight in the bathroom, but the, then that song just cut in into the actual fight as well. Um, so I thought that was, that cool. was good, actually. That was well done. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, that's, big, that's a big Boston thing too, so that's cool. Um, and then Sissy and Spencer, like, sort of going at it in the toilets. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like that, but I liked the, the thought and it was so funny that Hawk and the whole restaurant could hear what was going on. And then like <laughs> the response with the, you know, she's like, um, she's like, you got a stain on your dress. She's like, you know, it's a souvenir. I was like, who said that? But you know, that was part of it. Just, oh God, I know, it had me laughing. So um, you, liked, you liked your toilet scenes? Yeah, toilet's, toilet's good. Um, <laughs> the Mexican restaurant, I thought the the fight, and then the same thing with Hawk sort of sitting in the car with the headphones on and then just out of nowhere sort of backed into the restaurant. I thought that was, um, that was funny. Um, I like the tender moment of Hawk helping Terrence's kid move the bed. You know, he's like this big giant sort of thing. He's like, "Yeah, I can help you move the bed." I thought that was a nice little moment to show his softer yeah, side. Nice. Um, just Spencer and Hawk when they were standing on that bridge and they just throw that hammer off the bridge straight through the truck window. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And um, and then obviously they, they take the truck with the drugs home, and then his his dogs, the narcotics dogs, so they're sending out. I just thought that was that was good comedy. Um. <laughs> when they kidnapped Henry and Sissy goes to save him and she's like, you know, after he'd been violated. <laughs> that was so funny to be asking an old man. Uh, that was great. And the the final thing, we, we touched on this before, they're setting up the sequel um, with the church fire. I just thought it was hilarious that that guy's name was Martin Foley. <laughs> In the pandemic in Australia, Martin Foley was a big, big player and he was on the press conferences every day and I just thought it was hilarious that there's another guy called Martin Foley. Weird. I didn't even pick up on his name, but I was like, when you mentioned that, I'm like, why is Jesse bringing up this scene? <laughs> it's like a scene that he liked. <laughs> because the guy's name was Martin Foley. <laughs> uh, I completely missed that. Okay. All right. Anything you didn't like? Yeah, again, not really, but there was one scene, and I guess the the scene off the back of it that just didn't work, and that was the dog attack scene. I just don't know where it came in, why it came in. I just, it wasn't good. And then it, this is what really annoyed me. So as soon as that scene finishes, Mark Wahlberg rolls into the gym, Hawk's sort of standing there. And you got to bear in mind, Mark Wahlberg has run off to chase this dog. And then he sort of disappears from view. And he obviously goes into this backyard dog fight. Blah, blah, blah. But Hawk wouldn't have seen any of this. He wouldn't have known any of this. So he, he rolls into the gym, doesn't say anything about being bitten by a dog. He just sort of says, hey, thanks for having my back back there. Um, and then obviously you find out that Hawk's got the license plate and then they reference the dog fight. And like, no, no, Hawk, you didn't even know about the dog fight because he says like, you're a, you're a dog lover or something like that. And I was like, no, like, I feel like we just missed a scene that you like talked about getting bitten by a dog or a lion or something. So both yeah. of them together were really bad. Um, yeah. That, the lead up to that, the idea that Spencer or Mark Wahlberg could chase a Corvette down the street. I just thought that was like, <laughs> and I just pushed the limits of ridiculous, ridiculousness. I, I found the dog stuff a little bit funny. <laughs> it was completely out of control. Um, the, the only other thing I didn't like was 
a, uh, a line from Hawk where he said he wanted to be the LeBron James of MMA and make a difference. I just, I was just like, oh, go on. Anything with a LeBron James reference in saying that he's good, didn't like him. But I so. think the idea of that was like Spencer being like, okay, like it's all well and good to like, you want to be a good MMA fighter. But like, you're probably like early 30s and you just all of a sudden want to be like the greatest. So I, uh, I think that was kind of the humor there. But um, yeah. Yeah, I, sorry. I realized that your point was that LeBron <laughs> is about LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I just I realized that when I was speaking. Themes, ideas. What was this film trying to say? Well, in a very big way, this film was was trying to talk about doing the right thing, and, and no matter what the cost, like no matter where, how it's going to affect you, you've got to do what's right. You've got to let that moral compass guide you. Um, and that goes with the whole like David versus Goliath, you know, going up against the big guys. And I, this, the whole police corruption thing, obviously we see it a lot of movies. I find it's a very effective technique, police corruption stuff, because there is always that level of, we are like so up against it that even if we, we sort of win this, we probably don't even win this because we're fighting against the people that can stop this kind of stuff. Like they're really hard. It's really hard to fight against the police. So, I always find that's a very uh, important vehicle that they use quite well here because um, police corruption is so, so dirty. Yep. And just to further add to that, I reckon there's even more corruption, not just from the cops as well, because obviously you've got the, the gangs, you've got the land developers, the business people. So, you know, there's corruption all throughout society. Um, but obviously the, the police ones, the, the highest one, because, you know, they're supposed to be the people that yeah. you turn to if you're in need of help. So, yeah. And obviously, as you said, um, if you, if they wanted to jam it any further down your throat about morals and doing the right thing, then um, <laughs> I, I don't know how they could have added any more into this. <laughs> the amount of times they're like, hey, Hawk, are you in? He's like, yeah, man, I'm in. Or like, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, why are you doing this? Because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, what did you take away from this film? <laughs> Look, I have to say, like, I love Mark Wahlberg, but like, what's he? doing like is this his thing now it's like he did it's like he did the other guys with will Ferrell, which was like a massive hit it was such a great movie and all of a sudden it's like mark Wahlberg. he he is the buddy action buddy cop action comedy guy like that is his thing and he has to do all the time now and like recently like mark Wahlberg stuff like i watched me time this year that i think it was netflix was it netflix me time with kevin hart and like i love mark Wahlberg and kevin hart but that movie just sucked and then, like, also this year he did Uncharted, which was just, like, pretty meh. He's done, like, the Daddy's Home movies. Like, I just I just want to see, like, Mark Wahlberg doing good stuff again. Like, he's just leading too much into this goofy kind of, I don't know. I just, yeah. I want more from you, Mark. You're not done. This is this is funny because I've, I've almost got, like, the exact opposite of what you said. I've just said, like, um, you know, just such a likable presence on the screen. And I, I couldn't he think is. of anything. He is. I, but, I, but I can't think of anything that I haven't liked him in. So maybe I've kept away from those movies that you've just reeled off for a reason because I know I'm not going to like him in them. Um, <sighs> because I, I can't think of anything. Like, you know, I still like him in this. Even but if the I, movie's not that great. I do like him. I do like him. But I, I just, he's more than that. And I feel like that's all yeah. he's doing now. Fair. Yeah, fair. I just, I'm going to keep away from those uh, other ones that you listed off. <laughs> me, me time was really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, lo- I love Kevin Hart and Mark Warburg, and I'm like, this movie sucks. Like, it was so annoying. And like, that is so fine. Like, it's Will Ferrell and Mark Warburg yeah. again, right? Like, I don't know. Mark Warburg's more than that. Yeah, fair. Um, did you go into IMDb? Look anyone up? 
I went on to IMDb because I wanted to know if Winston Duke's real name was Winston Duke because that is such good a one. good name, Winston Duke. I love it. And I, I can't find anything to suggest that it's not his real name. Um, but he was born like Trinidad and Tobago. So that's kind of all it says about his birth. But what a cracking name that is, Winston Duke. I love it. <laughs> I like I like that that's what you looked up. That's good. Good confirmation. Um, no, I didn't jump on. So question time. Did you have any questions that you wanted to ask? Yeah, I do. This this question, and it's it's very hard to answer, and maybe I'm poking holes or something that I don't need to poke holes. But this happens a lot in these sort of movies that have corrupt cops, corrupt cops. Um, so all the senior police are in on this thing, right? Like every single one of them. But as soon as this movie ends, there's a thousand policemen there. <laughs> like they're just like, hey, we're gonna bring you down. It's like, well, I what? I know that you needed some evidence that these guys are all showing, but like, where were you guys? Because you get the feeling the whole police force is kind of in on this. Because they all hate Spencer, and they all. But then, as soon as that table's turned, they're like, "Oh, we need someone to like enforce the law here, so we better just get a bunch of cops." It never sits that well with me. We're like, "Where are they all coming from? What, what, like, is there a better way that we can end these sorts of films?" Very good question. Um, yeah, because you don't see the support throughout the film. Um, but then you've got to think maybe that all these people then are the, the kinds of people who are too scared to say anything or speak up because they know that they're yeah. probably over. So I don't know. That's just and this is their chance. Lame ex- yeah. explanation. Um. Yeah, I only got one. Just wondering. So this type of film, it works in Boston, works in LA and New York. Is there any like the with the police corruption and stuff like that? I feel like that's just like a generic sort of thing you, you think about these big cities. I, I can't imagine. Like I can't think of any other places around the world that you'd like believe the believability of the corrupt cops would stand out so much. I. It's a, it's an interesting question, but. I, I don't see why not. I, I think if you frame it properly and you, you show the reason for them to be corrupt. So um, I'm just, just trying like, to think if yeah. we could do one in Melbourne, right? Melbourne, yeah. Like, Because does that show I your, think, I think, the general population's distrust in the police force? Then? Is that what... Um, I don't know. It's an interesting sort of thing. But you've also chosen like three biggest movie settings okay, yeah. places and that's why they've yeah. been done in those places because that's, that's where a lot yeah. of movies are set. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it can work anywhere. Yeah. Good. All right. Um, I think we're ready to wrap this one up then. We've put our final thoughts together and come up with a rating out of five. What are your, your final thoughts for this? Yeah, I feel like I was a little bit too negative talking through it because I I, I think the lighthearted nature um, of what can be construed, this is a pretty serious plot, right? Um, so the lighthearted nature does work and, and particularly in the hands of, of Mark Wahlberg and Winston Duke. So I really don't know why I didn't, apart from that, that I didn't mind this movie at all, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. I'd probably <laughs> happily watch it again at some point. So it's it's still three stars for me. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, this is like a dumb action comedy movie. It doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily funny. Um, but like, some good memorable moments, kept me engaged, wanted to see what was going to happen next. I liked the idea of Hawk and Spencer getting to know each other and working together. and. You know, with the sequel, which we touched on before, I think I probably, um, you know, would enjoy it more without that need to um, see them understanding each other. We can just get straight into it and see them working True. together straight away. So, um, but, you know, I'm also aware in a sequel, there's probably going to be some breakup in the friendship <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, which, yeah, anyway. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm giving it a three out of five, though. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm keen right. for a sequel. Keen for a sequel. Um, 
We're on socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, this is a bit of an out there question for social media this week. This is in reference to Post Malone. I just want to know, who's a musician that's transitioned well to the screen? So you can think of, you know, big time. Obviously, you've got your Whitney Houstons and your Madonnas. I, I thought that Post Malone was, was good in this. Cool. I, th- yeah. I thought, um, obviously, it's a very small role, but I thought he was all right. Gosh, there's some obvious ones, right? I'm just trying to think. Harry Styles is the talk of the town at the moment. Um, Justin Timberlake. JT, yeah, that's true. Very good. He kind of stopped, um, though, didn't he? Crossroads with Britney Spears. Um, Crossroads with Britney Spears. She, was in, she did some good stuff in How I Met Your, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Britney true. Spears. Yeah, interesting. Oh, man, I feel like there's obvious ones, but I can't think of them. That's all right. Oh, good. Maybe you'll have to post it on... Uh, I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to jump on, on Instagram so. or, um, yeah. or Facebook when we do them. Sounds good. Um, we're back again next week. So next week we've got a mystery drama from 2020 called The Lost Girls. It's directed by Liz Garbus and it stars Amy Ryan, Thomas and McKenzie, Lola Kirk, Una Lawrence, Dean Winters, Miriam Shaw, Reed Burney, Kevin Corrigan, and Gabriel Byrne. So that's what we've got next week for you, which is Lost nice. Girls. Lost Girls. Other than that, sounds um, good. Yeah, that sounds good. I think I've, I've enjoyed talking about Spencer Confidential. I think uh, it's nice to have just the not one that you have to think too much about. Yeah, it was worth the wait that we waited from March 2020 to, to watch it. Very good. And uh, we'll speak soon. See you, mate.